who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Here with me today is Fran Mirabella. Hey, Guardians. CJ Gibson. What's up? You introduced Fran first. I know. I was, threw me off. Yes. Yeah. What's yeah. happening? Yeah. It, it's Left his hair. Right today. Yeah. It is his hair. It is. <laughs> We're recording a little early this week because we have a big house party. We have a bunch of guests coming to the IGN offices tomorrow. Fran, uh, if people want to join us and they happen to be in the San Francisco area... Yeah. When and where? Last minute this uh, weekend is Saturday. Uh, I believe tickets are actually sold out, though, but you can double check. It's uh, the 20th, um, 20 years of gaming celebration. It's mm-hmm. an IGN 20th anniversary on top of it. You see what we did there. But 20 years of gaming with Alienware uh, as well. So anyway, we have that going on this Saturday, but we're doing meet and greet here at IGN on the Friday before it, which is probably right around when you're listening to this. But, um, yeah, if you're in San Francisco this weekend, hit us up. Hit us up on Twitter. We're around. Maybe we, uh, you can come by the show. So Yeah. A uh, few things I want to call out. Uh, I'm sorry I talk over people all the time to everybody listening. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry I don't like certain sounds of weapons. Mostly from the I dentist. Lot, I got a lot of guff for that. Sounds <laughs> of weapons? I didn't yeah. catch this at all. Oh, this is dentist yeah. comment about all yeah. the new uh, Iron people oh. weapons. A lot of people like the banner They were upset. Sounds. They were upset. <laughs> it's just the reload. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Really? And I, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, because I was like, yeah. well, who is your dentist? Now I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sorry for having an yeah. opinion. We have a lot of opinions on this show. <laughs> uh, here's what we're going to talk about this week. There's no update, so we wanted to kind of – Well, when we're recording, there's no update. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> when Correct. you're listening, there might be. Yeah. Uh, so for right now, though, we w- kind of wanted to take a look back at Rise of Iron as a whole and talk about the stuff they really, really nailed and got right mm. and the stuff that we think they could improve and how they could improve it. So let's start with okay. what I think was their biggest success, and they're still teasing these 
today, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a new uh, a hidden co or hidden Easter egg in one of the multiplayer maps, Last Exit. I heard about this. Uh, yeah. But it's the secrets. The secrets were secrets. so good this time. They were good. You know, we had um, Sleeper Simulant, which was kind of interesting mm-hmm. last year. But man, they knocked it out of the park with that outbreak. Outbreak Prime secret. Yeah, I uh, thought that was. I thought it was super complex. I would actually. I'd be curious. Is that the only secret you're talking about? Well, that is definitely my favorite secret mm-hmm. secret that we've discovered <laughs> thus far. Uh, <laughs> and it was just so much fun oh. finding out the puzzle and Reddit going crazy with all the yeah. posts. I, really I love the it. complexity of that quest. You know, going back to Taken King, we always talked about the Black Spindle quest a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just a cool, like, discovery on a daily, and you got an awesome reward for it. This was a discovery out of the raid, so I think they did a great job at expanding on it. But what I was getting at is, well, we, there's maybe still more to come. But there mm-hmm. actually were, um, you know, there were a lot of exotic quests in um, Taking King, or a yeah. number of them anyway. You know, there were the swords, there's chaperone, there was black spindle, sleeper simulant. There's not as much uh, that I'm aware of right now in Rise of Mine. Yeah, so it's early. I yeah. mean, there could be some other things coming out in the next. Year. There are Thorn, but. Yeah. yeah, so there's Thorn, which is unlocked by turning in. And there's Kvostov. That's true. I'm, I guess I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating a bit. So, like, we figured out Kvostov and Galahorn pretty quick, how to get those weapons. But those quests are also really special. They harken back to early Destiny, vanilla Destiny sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kvostov has a very, very touching moment. And, like, they, they just reminded me, man, like, I forgot about, like, vanilla Destiny and, like, those those things that they allude to in those missions. And, and they were really, really special. Outbreak Prime was special because it was kind of a secret and a hidden and us coming together as a community and, well, basically Reddit coming together as yeah. a community. And then and we all kind of solved it together. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I think it was so special to me is because as I was solving it, it was literally as Datto was solving it. Yeah. So Datto solved it and we were all freaking out on stream like they're freaking out in the room behind us right now. <laughs> yeah. They're playing some wrestling, I think. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, our let's, we have a Let's Play room right behind us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show room. So. But uh, that's that's about the sound I was making when I found it. I just remember, oh, my God, it's opening. <laughs> and uh, wow, like that's a hard emotion to replicate. Yeah, I was already lying in bed at like midnight in Pacific time when it was happening. And so I felt the excitement for sure. But mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got to go to bed. Like I can't. I really wanted to be a part of it, but I'm like, I can't go back into the raid, get these chests, start doing math. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, so on that end, I wish that I got to be a little more part of it, but uh, you were able to. That was really cool. Yeah. You stayed up till like 4 a.m. that night, I think. So. Well, so that night, I'm literally at the doorway ready to transition to the next part, and Xavier's like, hey, I think Dad will just solve it. And I'm like, everybody stop. <laughs> we're not moving. I, I, I was about to go to sleep, and I remember actually watching your stream because every mm-hmm. night before I, you know, for whatever reason, I just kind of check out FM3 and Destiny mm-hmm. just to see what's up. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you're doing that. And I was like, oh, this is very cool. Yeah. And did, did we yeah. play that night or the next night? Because I think I got into you, with you in a raid the next night. Yeah, actually, probably the next after night. After you did it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah. Maybe... Uh, in fact, I have not. I have been so busy. As much of Rise of Iron as I've already played, all the raids, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the level grinding, uh, the nightfalls, etc. I mean, I haven't finished Outbreak Prime yet. Um, I got sort of halfway through it. I'm almost done, basically. Yeah. yeah but too. yeah, part of it was, dang, everybody else already has it. I'll just get in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, doing trials and whatnot, getting the right gear, getting my tier 12 rolls and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so t- tell folks a little bit about what I actually don't know the Kvostov quest yet. I haven't looked oh. into it. Part of it is I have been saving those to do, and I don't want to spoil them as much as I can avoid it. Mm-hmm. So, like, roughly speaking, what makes them special? 
So Kvostov sends you back to a lot of the original locations from Vanilla Destiny mm. to collect parts of the gun, and you get all these pages that talk about the gun so you can read more about it in the grimoire for fans It's mostly, of the like, environmental, like, yeah. oh, I remember walking through the tunnel with the fan and stuff like that. Mm. And, and they actually, the ghost will actually talk to you and recall moments from mm. early Destiny nice. and find, Thanks, finding North. those weapons. Yeah. And uh, there's a very I don't want to ruin it because there's a really touching moment at the end of the Kavastov quest okay. where it's just it's just some dialogue right, but it, but it actually okay. like I was like oh man right like, I've been playing this game yeah. so long and like it really made me feel like I don't know it made me weirdly feel like I'm a part of this world mm-hmm. you know that okay. I've been in for two three years now yeah, that's and cool. I I just really liked it let us know what you thought of the Kavastov yeah. quest in the comments below was it was it junk or did you, did you feel the same emotions I so did? This one's sentimental. Yeah. Meanwhile, we have um, Outbreak Prime, which is for a very awesome piece of gear, dropping at three ninety right now still. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, you get chests in the raid. You have to solve some of these like server things to get these chests and looking mm-hmm. at monitors and blah blah blah. And then you go on and you got to start solving these other things on top of it. Yeah. That seemed to be a lot more complex versus sentimental, right? Yeah. So uh, the Outbreak Prime quest for me that was just about the community really coming together and fi- solving something. Mm-hmm. Data was the one that really pushed us past that stopgap that everybody had hit and uh, solved like how to how to start the puzzle. Yeah. And once that happened, like everybody jumped on yeah it, you know and the rest of it started to be more straightforward then it was a yeah. race yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty cool with just the launch of the whole rise of iron thing as well with that infected thing like that mm-hmm. was really neat to see that transpire as well too because even you know it's it's That's funny right it's funny looking back at our gameplay we have those elements of playing on the let's play with mm-hmm. you know all the swarming viruses and just because was that a direct like result of that Outbreak Prime, right? Like, is that, like, some of the details were so, transmission information that they were giving throughout that? Wait, so the, t- the virus that we yeah. got right before the oh, launch of yeah. Rise of Iron, yeah. that was actually more about just giving us a way to expand the story. And we were sent to this website, and it kind of told the story of SIVA and what SIVA was right, right. and how it was created and built. Um, so there was no direct correlations between that and, like, the nah. actual Outbreak Prime? I do I don't think it was meant to be as big as it got. Okay. Like people like got all five, yeah, yeah. And, and everything, and they were really excited about it. But it turned out just to be a way to add more dialogue, right, right, and, yeah, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And I mean, so that's what I was wondering. Do you think that that's it? Like, do, do you think that potentially there might be something that comes of this later on? It no. seemed odd that there was like yeah. stuff built into mm-hmm. the game. I think it was a fast way to you know honestly build just hide. use some particle effects and uh, yeah. Just get a little bit of talking about but, it. But it is neat. It's neat that we have that footage. Like, everybody's always playing, you know, you know, PvP modes and private matches. It was cool to have some of that element of just it's another moment in, like, the Destiny, you yeah. know, three-year span that you have gameplay of and, you know, mm-hmm. videos and so. That's kind of cool. I think and that was uh, meanwhile, the, like, what's the Thorn quest like, roughly? Uh, I can't it get it. You haven't? Oh, okay. You can't. Yeah, I mean, so Th- I Thorn I would actually put in the bad category because it's so randomized. Uh, I like, like, it's not like a randomized drop that you get from a chest or Just a quest that you get bounties. from a chest. It's literally do the Archon's Forge bounties, which are awful, by the way. Archon's Forge is yeah. on my list of yep. bad for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the bounties tied to the Thorn quest are tied to the Archon's Forge quest. Now, Reddit does say that you can get the Thorn quest through Vanguard bounties. I have turned in over 30 Vanguard bounties, no Thorn quest. And I was streaming the other day, and I asked, stream this, how did you get your Thorn quest? Every single person got it through the Archon's Forge bounties. Okay. So we, I don't have a large enough test case to disprove that you can get it through the Vanguard bounties. And also there's a question, did you have Thorn year one? 
when you got mm. when you got your Thorn Quest. Maybe there's a bug there or something yeah. where you mm. can get it through your Vanguard if you didn't get Thorn in your one. I don't yeah. know. I doubt it would be that. But yeah. do, do you know of anybody yeah who's potentially gotten it through Crucible bounties as well? Because you got some of those quests either mm-hmm. way, Vanguard or Crucible. Once you just like cashed them in. Every right? on chat that night, I had 20 responses, and 20 out of 20 said I got it from Archon Forge bounties. Interesting. The, the ones you get from Shiro. Right. So right. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, I, I'm not able to totally prove that. Yeah, and you though. haven't been able to do the quest yet. Exactly. Right, right. So. Yeah. And I can't get the quest. Have either of you guys? No. No, no I'm not going to. No, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm pretty religious at, like, grinding out Crucible bounties. So mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I... It's not coming from there. Yeah, and it's not coming from there. Or it hasn't dropped for me. So, so the, reason, the reason Archon's Forge is bad, and especially back as it's tied to these Shiro bounties, is you can't get the... You can't, like, buy the SIVA offering you need to work on your weekly quests. It's totally a random drop. Uh, you can't even get a crew together to go into Archon's Forge and keep the cycle going. Like, when you go mm-hmm. in there, you hope you get, like, two blueberries who are waiting for yeah. the drop. Uh, they improved it a little bit where they added missions that you can do, specifically the quarantine missions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, do one of those, and it's guaranteed a drop. So you can go out, get one drop, and then go in with mm-hmm. your crew and get it. I, I just feel like Archon's Forge is such a miss, and I really, really hope they patch it. Because going back and playing Quarter Oryx, I'm like, man, this is fun. Yeah. Like, even well, though this fast. is fast. It was very, stuff. like, instant. Yeah. Fast to get to. Um, and just there was always something going on for the most part. And you always had the right, um, you know, the reciprocal rune or whatever to get it started. Where yeah. getting an offering, yeah, can be a bit of a pain. Yeah. So yeah, the, I, the drops are really good in Archon Sports. They drop at a higher mm-hmm. light level. And I think this might kind of correlate with one of their other strategies. I'll let you finish, though, before I bring it up. No, I was just going to say, yeah, with Court of Oryx, it was really weird that um, – what's that? I can't remember. It was a quest where – well, it was not a quest, but with, uh, Venus when I think it was uh, – they did the um, the Prison of Elders launch where you'd go in and out to get the keys. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The, the treasure tre- keys. The treasures. Uh-huh. Well, like you had to do the Queen's bounties to yes. get keys. Remember, you had to get the yeah. chest. That's what you're talking and, and, about. Yeah, and you left the environment and came back yeah. in. So a lot of people are doing that for Archon's Forge where when you do that, there's a part where when you walk out of that little tunnel and it kind of bridges into loads into the next mm-hmm. piece, you just kind of wait there for a little oh, bit. Oh, really? And then go back and then you just hope it kind of randomly populates at a different you know mm-hmm. instance with yeah. other people there. So mm-hmm. I've done that a few times and that's worked because then – interesting. You get uh, an offering that somebody else has done. Yeah. You get a key, you get in, Doesn't and hopefully, sound right. no, it's one of those things where you're right. Like it seems like that should not be the way to mm-hmm. try to keep you know a match going in Archon's Forge. Yeah. Like it's yeah, Archon's it's Forge is, is uh, yeah, it's not quite what I thought it would be. It's funny that it sounds almost lazy, but it's kind of far away in the play. Oh, it's super yeah. far. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Why do you make me? Get- I like at first going there, mm-hmm. but yeah. after that, like just drop me straight into Archon's Forge, yes. like Prison of Elders. Like I, yeah. I don't like that. You know, say, that's you what have I was to run to with. prison also. But it's like it's very uh, close. oh not prison no, no. sorry court of course. Yeah, but yeah. I was about to say that's so close on the dreadnought. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. literally right. You, and and you, you jump Sparrow, and it There's feels like it's very fast yeah. to get to still. Um, yeah. So yeah, like for me, Archon's Forge, I barely go there. It's a, you know, it's okay in terms of the gameplay. I think it's what I would ex- expected it to be. We also always talked about it as a. I thought it would be something maybe to get you past. Yeah, call it three sixty five, three seventy. Right. Um, which for me, you know, I'm well past now at three eighty five, and it's like Lucky I done. have no reason to go back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just saying. Um, but yeah, if there's, yeah, if it's there's a not certain things. Yeah, attached to it. You're right. You do not go there hardly at all mm. anymore, except for those those few bounties, or if there's things that you have to do in them. It's not yeah. the worst. I, I hate going there. Yeah. Uh, but one good thing that comes out of it is you get a ton of drops. But you get green and blue drops yeah, that push out the good drops if yes. your inventory is full. Postmaster and it's just like I get I get so many drops in Archon's Forge 
that my postmaster is full in seconds, and I clear my inventory regularly. It's just like, oh, your inventory is full again, and you lost four of those 385s. That happens in the raid, too. Um, yeah. We have a serious postmaster problem now mm-hmm. because, I mean, I love that you're getting a lot of engrams and stuff, but, like, you almost need those to, like, go to the Crypt Arc. <laughs> like, yes. get rid of the mechanic of picking them up at the postmaster and mm-hmm. taking them. Just put all of your stuff with the Crypt Arc, and when you go there, boom, 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 and you just go through it all. Like, why do you even have to carry them around? Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah, is something I that, agree. It, it's, it's the same concept that they had, again, year one with bounties. It's like, why did I have to, because didn't you initially have to go to, you know, uh, back to the tower to, to pick back them up. to pick them up, but then to cash them and in And to cash them also. in, so. Yeah. And then they, they readjusted so it so you could actually just cash them in mm-hmm. in your menu, mm-hmm. which that'd be nice. Yeah. So if you had that ability. For the Crypt Arc, or what, yeah, 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 yeah. To do it just in the world, potentially... You were sitting on one, or... That sounds like a fine choice. (laughs) Great idea, (laughs) Guardian. Fine choice, Guardian. (laughs) But, yeah, always a great conversation. (laughs) Yep. Because it's possible, maybe, because they did, you know, they did evolve that bounty process, you know, a lot. Needs work. Speaking of engrams, this is a good transition. Uh, They did this strategy this time where they basically throttled purple engrams, and I think that's one of the worst choices they've ever made, in my opinion. I don't. Un- I understand blues being capped. That makes sense. The idea that they throttled purple engram dra- drops so that we would farm Omnigold, which they ended up patching, mm-hmm. and we get to a certain light level, but then the purples only decrypt up to 365 is totally bizarre to me, and I yeah. don't get it. They said it was a design compromise. It, do- it just doesn't well, I mean, make any sense. But wait, it was like that before, right, with the 280s. Like, they were 280. Um so you had a similar thing going on before. I think twenty light levels lower than the highest gear that you can get. Like the yeah, but I mean it was like that before with two eighty, right? The difference here, I think, you're really that resonates is that um, the grind after three sixty five yeah. is so incremental, right? You know, like I, I, yeah, I'd have to go back and think about where I got my first three hundreds and three tens from the raid, but mm-hmm. like. It was a grind back then too, but I would agree, especially for a DLC of this nature, just putting legendary engrams aside, all, there's way too much of a um, uh, point of entry for people to like grind up just to get to 365. And then from 365 to 370, just to honestly get into the raid, mm-hmm. oh, it was way too much. They've identified a problem with artifacts and ghosts. Uh, that definitely needs to be addressed. Yeah, super, and same problem mm-hmm. we had before. It was, um, I don't know if it was the class, no, it was the it was artifacts. artifacts and ghosts. It was the yeah, same you problem. Get it yeah. And bonds ever. as well. They were super rare, or sorry, class items. Yeah. They were super rare. Um, mm-hmm. The grind is just too much. Like, I, that's the one part of this I don't get. Part of it is special. We have a big part of the community that is still talking about they're finally ready for the raid. Yeah. Because guess what? They only have, like, Maybe five hours on a weekend to play. I basically didn't sleep those three days to get ready for the raid. (laughs) And I was a mess when I came in and did that raid. We finished ninetieth, by the way. I don't ever. I don't think I ever said that on the air. Top one hundred. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Nice man. Congrats. But uh, yeah, the grind's too much, and that's one philosophy I just don't quite get. Part of it's um, earning it, and there is a special factor. But I have a hard time understanding, like just letting you play the story part out. And then moving on to try to get in the raid, there that gap is huge. Yeah. So like we had actually Lucy O'Brien uh, had done an article here. She was uh, a big laps player from like the beginning of the year one, I think. Mm-hmm. And then her friends kept trying to get her to play. She's like, okay, I'll give it a shot, and she did. Like over a weekend, got the spark of light. Yeah. Blah blah blah. But like a lot of what she talks about is they had to explain all these new currencies and stuff. And then on top of it, it was like this grind just to get to this next thing. Mm-hmm. There's just too big of a gap. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, these I games, don't understand it. These games are about the grind. Specifically, what I'm trying to discuss is the fact that they they admit that they throttled Engrams up to 365. They said it's a trade off. I don't really understand clearly what trade off was made exactly, and that once hard mode releases, that is going to change. So, to me, mm. it was a way to elongate the period of time that it takes you to get to 385 yeah. to do hard mode. Right. And it, it's very bizarre to me that they would make this choice. It's just like, so you basically made purple Engrams less desirable, and that's that's not what I should be experiencing. I'm trying to think of when the last time I actually had a purple Engram drop just in the environment. Like, oh. I can't actually... I get them a lot, actually. I don't actually get really? them ever. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying raid. to think... Well, besides the raid, but mm-hmm. that's what I mean. Like, if you're not doing the raid, just playing the game... Mm-hmm. My like blues turn into purple all the yeah, time. Yeah, my blues turn into purple, yeah. but again, it's rare that you just get really? a purple engram. Like, it feels like if you get a blue, it should maybe decode to that, but then if you get a purple engram, it should be higher. You know, open enough like loot that. chests up, man, and maybe. all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I would open more loot chests if I could get skeleton keys, yeah. which <laughs> have a terrible <laughs> drop rate. I, well, I haven't been playing mm-hmm. strikes, and that's where you get them, but I have only had the skeleton – honestly, I've only had the skeleton key you're given. From the quest. I haven't run right. a ton of strikes to go off and try to find these. and Well, there's no need to either. Yeah. Like, uh, right. you know – after your of the so like to your one. point, Dustin, what I would say is I don't understand yeah why Engrams were really like one. This is what bothers me. They were very clearly one light level, basically above your well your level that you're at. Mm-hmm. But it made it so hard. Like so meaning, it's like, tick, tick, yeah, tick, like tick, why tick, couldn't tick, I be tick. at 350? And yeah, you get a legendary Engram, and then because even then it wouldn't drop at 365. No, it just let it drop at 365. Yeah. That I would have been more okay with. But then even then, I think, to your point, they said it a little wrong because why not just make it 370? Get you at the 370 for the raid. Mm-hmm. Then I could see, okay, you want to limit us from getting to 380 to be ready for this 385 raid. Maybe that. But that's what I did. From getting to blue, although they're at 365, there's so few ways to do that. Uh, there's no way to do it quickly mm-hmm. other than yeah. exotic engrams and saving up stuff. So yeah. I, I, I don't support it all. If I couldn't have ground out Omnigal, and thankfully I did, which I didn't enjoy – but uh, if I didn't do that, I would have been really mad. Yeah. So yeah, motes of light and just I don't like wasting time yeah. doing stuff that's not rewarding, and that's mm-hmm. what I always say about Destiny. It is so much fun when you are rewarded, uh, when you don't feel like you're wasting your time. As soon as you do, and a little bit of a grind's okay, but as soon as you're just grinding thoughtlessly, like when we used to farm spin metal and stuff, like <laughs> forget it, man. Yeah. Now it's now it's into bad territory. Have, have you bought uh, lots of heavy synth at Zer? I mean, that's super fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> five. Why does that take ten seconds? It's to three buy? at a time. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, again, I've, I've dismantled passage coins. So let's and, bring it uh, yeah. bring it back for just a second, back into the positive, because uh, we'll we'll get back to a few of the critiques that we have, uh, yeah. but we've been Jerk. pretty critical. So let's talk about the raid and. Awesome. Why it's fantastic. We've yeah. done this before on the show, but just I to be here. clear, just to be clear, <laughs> I absolutely love the raid. I now have a crew that I run with every Tuesday at eight on twitch.tv slash the Destin channel. And we can do three <laughs> runs in about in about three hours. That includes doing the Outbreak Prime quest. Yeah, grab so, nice. chest. So we d- we grab every chest and we do the Outbreak Prime quest and we can finish the raid in fifty seven minutes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's, that's pretty a good. pretty good time investment. Uh, if we rush through it and only grab the chest, it's fifty minutes or less. Yeah, we were also all warlocks that round, so it took. <laughs> we're really bad yeah, at jumping. Slow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a little slower. But I, I love the raid. I love the mechanics. Uh, I can't wait to see what hard mode's going to offer. I think it's definitely going to be more challenging. I'm not sure what they're going to throw at us, but. I Is that like a Siva joke. Siva charge joke. <laughs> oh. Fran, you haven't talked about it before. I've talked about how I love the visual visuals. I like how it's like almost like a Borg mentality with mm-hmm. like this boss that has allowed himself to be 
augmented to mm-hmm. the point he's unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you love about the the raid? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've now played it enough, like a uh, half dozen times maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, that's all because I've been so busy, but um, enough to wrap my head around it. And for me, it's the the tightest raid. And I think I said this before on the show. Like, it's intuitive because everything kind of ties together. The mm-hmm. monitors are throughout. The SIVA charges are mm-hmm. throughout. So you get little hints of what to do where, like, Taken King was really cool. But it was like this thing was quite a bit different from this other thing, like Golgoroth versus, um, you know, the War Priest. And you really had to figure out each of those puzzles almost on their own. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things that overlap, but not really. Um, so I thought they did a really good job there. Yeah, visually it is uh, beautiful. I think everybody talks about, you know, when you go down that one big mm-hmm. slope. I don't want to yeah. spoil it for anyone. Into, yeah, the depths, it gets really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's the tightest raid for me. I'm not sure it's my absolute favorite yet but I'm, I'm still thinking on that and I mm-hmm. pause because it's be, it is so intuitive that I don't know now I feel like you know when you do the beginning part and the end part they're kind of similar and even the end has that it's like they're both kind of the same and so right it's a, it's a half full half empty conversation where it's like well it's awesome because it's intuitive and you're giving hints and I don't have to like pull it out of thin air on the other side like the very end especially back to back you basically do same thing twice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is a great raid, though. I mean, I'm not knocking it at all, but I don't know that it's my absolute favorite. Taking, I mean, the King's Fall raid is really cool. It is. Going it back is, to it. It is pretty cool. It's uh, just convoluted. Talking mm-hmm. about one moment I really like from this current raid, uh, I, the Death Zamboni, the more I think about that mm-hmm. sequence and how you smash through those walls and how you, you have to kind of deal yeah. with the different waves of enemies, carrying the parts is an interesting mechanic, but once you complete it, and that Desamboni falls off <laughs> the ledge yeah. and then splashes into the water. Yeah. Like, just Spoilers. just <laughs> gameplay-wise, that is a pretty incredible feat. It's yeah. cool, yeah. Uh, from, from a gameplay standard. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I can't think of a sequence where, like, you ride a thing and then it just... It falls off a cliff and then falls into the water into the and it disappears, part, yeah. and yeah. it transitions you into the next part. Mm-hmm. It's it's really an impressive feat that they managed to make all that kind of work together and function. Granted, the FPS does know, dip yeah. dip at certain points, <laughs> yeah, but so they're addressing that. They I said they're so, addressing yeah. that. Uh, uh, yeah, and then the final boss is great. The intro is okay. I mean, it's just grab the sparks, but all intros are kind of like that. It's like here's the first thing you have to do to get used to the idea as working in small groups as a team, as a larger team. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's funny. I, I kind of said the same thing last week when we were talking. Like The mechanics for the raid seemed like all the same. They kind of seem rehashed from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I still like it. It feels like a fun raid. But, yeah, it was definitely not as difficult as you know the Taken King where – you had no, I remember the first time we played through, we had no idea what to do, like the red and blue room before War Priest. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, even after you got that, the yeah. coordination to actually do that, yeah. that was the most it, frustrating piece of that raid, I think, still to this day. Yeah. Like, there's other things with it, but... Yeah, and that's why I still get paused, because, like, you put someone in that situation who's never done... It's just... It really is convoluted. And yeah. so I'm not saying... King's that, Fall? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I really do like this raid. Actually, it's the smartest raid. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely it's say It's fun. That. It is the like smartest raid. The mechanics are fun, yeah, too. It's the prettiest looking raid. I, yeah. lo- I love the boss design. I mean, everyone by now knows I'm a big Metroid Prime fan. And oh. Metroid, mm-hmm. And right, it right. has tones he's, of he's mother brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got <laughs> all those tones. It's a really cool design on the boss. And actually, I like that everybody's pretty active and working together at all times, and you never really get siloed off, which sometimes happened in um, the other raids. So, 
It is weird when Samus and Star Fox show up and kill that the boss for you. I knew you would like that. Yeah. Was yeah. And then you That's play what Mario Kart. After the Death Zamboni, there's that <laughs> R-Wing mission and you fly into the cave. <laughs> that was unexpected. But. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, will, uh, I will say this just real quick on the concept raids. Um, the Crota still was – I had this conversation with somebody else. Like how would you rank them? It's like you now one you know. to four. Um, it's like I still think Vault for what it was was really you know the best raid. Mm-hmm. Length and experience and just what it was at the time. And I think that's the piece of the puzzle when you factor it in it's hard because it was like new and it was destiny and it was unknown. Um the Crota raid was still it's a it's an odd raid. Like when you play it again, I just tried it like a couple weeks ago. It's weird, but it's some of my best memories were in that raid mm-hmm. because yeah. you kind of Well that was our heyday back then. It though. was. Yeah. Things were being fixed. Right. And, and you're yeah. like there was so much Black like Hammer. anticipation. Yeah, there's all these new weapons, icebreaker, and there was still some of those things in the game. So now it's weird when you take icebreaker out, when you change a lot of the meta and then you go back to it, you're kinda like Oh well, this was neat because this was available, and then it wasn't, mm-hmm. and then like Gallahorn was there. Now it's kind of nerfed, and it's not as important. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. some of those details into the weapons also play into how you you know feel about the raid too. Right? Definitely, so, yeah, your weapon availability. Yeah, it's um, different changes, but um, yeah, I, I do think it's the smartest raid by far. But um, I guess I'm, I'm watching where you're ranking it. Yeah, it's I'm very hard. You know what? The truth is, here's the reason I'm so turned. You're like, how could you not know by now? And I'm sure some people are like, you're an idiot. That's amazing. I freaking <laughs> love it. I get it. I usually, in moments like this, I need to write it down to like fully understand what we how got? I'm thinking about it. So, Vault, Dark yeah. Below, King's Fall, mm-hmm. and Wrath, of, Wrath the of the Machine. Yeah. For me, Vault and Wrath are my favorites. I. I, I like Wrath more right now because I haven't played it that much, I think. And I played Vault so much that I think I'm a little burnt out on it, so it's yeah. hard for me to have that same enthusiasm about it. But those two are probably still my two favorites. And then I don't like King's Fall that much. Really? I find it super frustrating. It's tough. That's it's what tough. it means. It's convoluted. Yeah. You don't have people that know what they're doing. Yeah. Once you do know, it's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah. And convoluted. Dark Below, like, it had great weapon drops and everything, but... I have no desire to go back to whatever. Yeah. I remember when I got Hawkmoon, I said, hey, I never have to play this again. Right, at Crota. I remember you know? that, too, when you beat that. At yeah. The end, you're all excited. I can just do stuff for fun. Remember when we had fun guys? <laughs> yeah, my wheels <laughs> no, are still spinning. It's an efficiency. Yeah. I, I need to play them. It's the prettiest raid. It's the smartest raid. It, it actually might be mm-hmm. my favorite raid. That's mm-hmm. where I'm t- torn between that and King's Fall. Actually, Vault, no, because I love Vault. Like, sentimentally, is just so cool. It's beautiful. Um, it's also. awesome. Yeah, I mm-hmm. really love the environment. It's just really cool. But, you know, when you think about it, like, the opening is actually kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, right, you're just shooting Praetorians on these plates. And, yeah, I mean, it's not that interesting mm-hmm. compared to the opening of Wrath, right? Yeah, just right in it. It just combines some good mechanics, right? It's pretty similar, actually. Three plates, different points. Right. Three different points. But you the open mechanics, them all. that's King's the difference. Fall, same idea. Yeah, but again, the mechanics are different in the Slightly. opening. Everybody's busy in teams of two, actually. And if you look at that, they do a lot of that where it's always keeping two teams uh, yeah. Or sorry, one team of two very busy and You're working right. together. You're right. In this game, you collect power and slam it. In King's Fall, you collect <laughs> orbs and slam it. It's way different. No, they in the opening similar. of Vault, yeah, yeah, it's two you're just two. shooting Praetorians, man. I mean, And in Vault, <laughs> you hold a point and you slam the Praetorians. It's very different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> I'm, being, I'm, I'm, I'm making you on yeah. a little bit. No, well, yeah, yeah, I'm actually, I'm like, wait, am I forgetting the opening? Like, no, you just keep them from, like, crowding yeah. the plates or yeah. whatever, yeah. and that's it. But so. you're always teams of two, basically, divided into, like, three sections of the map. You almost. are. So the one that was very different was the Dark Below. Yeah. 
way different. And when you mm-hmm. play it now, you realize how different it was. Yeah. Like even you need. I mean, the problem is, I think I played that the first probably three months and cheese the bridge part. Like yeah. the, like the second yeah. part. Hey, let's one person jump over, you know, the sword or whatever. And then did you we'll, land cable the boss? <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. I that was my first time beating yeah. Crota. And, I've done it. And we didn't actually. The guy who left couldn't get back in, so we all just beat it like with five. <laughs> and I was like, Is this how you're supposed to do it? All right? Pull your internet cable now. What? Can we get him back in? No, let's just kill him. It's like that was insane. That was my first time actually beating Crota. But people were doing that because it was bugged. <laughs> no, because you couldn't get to rates. light level. The difference between level thirty and thirty-two was huge. Was you just what, couldn't do it. What if CJ <laughs> thought it was like a, an eternal darkness thing where you actually had to press the reset <laughs> yeah, yeah, button? Exactly. <laughs> See you later, CJ. You guys beat it. I took yeah. one for the team. That was so crazy. So all those moments, like looking back, yeah, that was a really weird race. And almost so between that second part and the end, the, that was my first experience beating the raid. We're actually literally cheesing it to the point of breaking the game, which is kind of odd, mm. but it was funny. Yeah, that's, that's right. That I like the hordes, line. and actually, of um, Crota's End, like I like that. The opening is pretty cool. Yeah, the lamp, the lamp, and the and, scary yeah. factor of getting like left behind, and yeah. But again, it was pretty tough, uh, mm-hmm. especially at the light levels and, and stuff you were working at back yeah. then. Yeah. So here's the question, because I think now what you're getting to is it sounds like an efficiency thing. Because, like, you're saying you like this other raid because it's fast and you can do it. The mechanics mm-hmm. are fun. You can do them all in, like, about 45 minutes to an hour. Mm, King's Fall, not so much. Yeah, King, you can. King's Fall still takes well, a while. We well, okay. <clears throat> Sorry, the one and done Just crew. Saying. I That's apologize. Right. What if everything landed and dropped at the new higher light level. Mm-hmm. For all the raids. For yeah, all the raids. You're going to go back. And now, it. all of a sudden, you love Dark Below because you can beat it in 35 minutes. <laughs> with two people. <laughs> yeah, with a couple people. Well, be you new, can. New light level. Actually. Try. But that's the thing. I think that... If you right, pull the line Yeah, right now... <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> you get a golden gun. No, you're... Um, yeah, so now it's turning into an efficiency thing. Because you've played it, and now you're going, okay, I want to maximize my light. I want to get my drops. And that's the fastest way to do it right now. But say you could get max level from all the raids. Which one would you play? The most efficient one, which is probably Wrath of the Machine. The drops are still faster. Right. You get more drops quicker yeah. from Wrath. Right. So but Dark Below. Dark Below is fairly quick. It's pretty fast. Uh, I can't do it as fast as you, though. Dark Below still takes me about an hour. Okay. And it's all in darkness like you can't see anything for most of it i would rather right. do wrath right now but it's also newer and i haven't ran it 40 times right you know yeah i mean i i play the raids for fun ideally you know yes you're always grinding for gear but when i'm having this conversation right now it's not based on efficiency it's based on the fun okay. and yet honestly and wrath of the, for me wrath of the machine and um king's fall are the two that are sort of neck and neck again one sort of convoluted this other one's super smart and clean everybody's involved and i'm I don't know. I kind of want to go back and play King's Fall, to be quite honest. Because <laughs> I haven't – let me just ask since. you that. Have you played King's Fall since you've done Wrath no, of the Machine? No, I haven't had time. It gives you I have a no different reason perspective. To. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, having some amazing new food and going back and trying something you know, similar like that you – know, It changes your perspective. Yeah. So I'd like to do that. Uh, do you guys have it's one fun, more though. positive thing before we – we're actually getting close to time. Do you guys have any other positives that you want to talk about that aren't associated with the raid? I mean – Before we go. We talked about it last week. I mean, mm-hmm. Banner was handled. Banner really was well fantastic. Overall. It was yeah. really good. Lots the of new drops. Banner is awesome. Yeah. Trials weapons, awesome. Really good. Yes. Iron Banner weapons, awesome. Mm-hmm. Not the sound. But even not even the weapon. <laughs> there it is. Not e- the weapons <laughs> were great overall. Um, but it was just the 
allowing you to get so many drops mm-hmm. and yeah. not being stingy. That has been the Dude. theme of this conversation, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's why Banner, I thought, was it's like awesome. Hop in, play PvP, mm-hmm. get tons of drops. Yeah. Just keeps dropping, and it doesn't take forever. And there need, but there's not... that meme that Destiny gives you one thing after 20 hours of playing. You yeah. Know, Diablo, you're literally <laughs> showered with loot. And I think the developers finally loosen up, just like, give them a ton of loot. But now they're running into resource problems where, like, all right, their Postmaster's full. Just push out those purples. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's other stuff they have to address now. It's created new problems for the developer. Yeah, my vault's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> my vault's so always I, been a disaster. I had 20 free slots in both my vaults, and I cleaned out my characters. I did the raid once. Everything's full again. Yep. Oh, you know? yeah. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. Raid blueprint. Raid kiosk. Yeah. They do, they do need, need that. Absolutely. Like, Scott. He promised me. <laughs> Please. He promised IGN. Been on the show, Scott. Make it yeah. happen. Come he on, said man. they're fixing the vault and stuff. Yeah, he said they're working on it. Yeah. Fixing was not the correct word. They're <laughs> working on yeah. it. Yeah. And I will A say, solution. I think that with Iron Banner as well, um, because uh, re-rolling your weapons, what was that actually called when you were able to do that in the oh, middle of Oh, uh, twisting? Re- no. Um, re-rolling your weapons. No, I know. That's what we call it, but there's a specific name Sorry, Twist of Fate is what you can do on Exotic. Um Start with an A. Totally I know. I know. Well, I, it's funny. Uh, I know. We call it re-rolling, but yeah. it's like there's a specific like basically between Dark Below and King's Fall. Well, it was could, Prison Velders, right? Right. Yeah. Which you yeah. could like take your weapons and tune them to whatever you want, which you cannot do. You could I, pay moats and some glimmer and, and weapon parts and re-roll. all that stuff. Yeah. I appreciate now that the it's almost back to the way it was where the Iron Banner weapons drop different perks yeah. on each weapons, but the Trials gear are all the same. Raid gear, all the same mm-hmm. as far as weapons and yeah. perks on the weapons. The rolls. The rolls. I like Not the stats. Not but, the stats. Yeah. But I like that because then it doesn't feel like you're mishmashing trying to, like, you know, spend resources to get a weapon. You can yeah. play the game, get reforge. a drop. Yeah, reforge. Thank you. That's you, you can't reforge your weapon, but you have the ability to get a different drop on it in Iron Banner. I like that. I don't I, – I like the fact that the new raid now – doesn't allow you to get different perks on your weapons. I thought that with that within the context of King's Fall was not good because I, I held on to a bunch of different things that, that had Cocoon or not or Firefly yeah, and yeah. not, and I was like, that uh, is a, it kind of bugged me. That yeah, is a but. very good point. I would rather have more drops and then I decide which one that I keep yes. instead of, okay, I re-rolled it. 14 times. Yeah. All right, I, that's a pretty good roll. I'll keep it. I mean, it was it was literally a problem yeah. for me, and I don't know. Maybe some people can relate. I s- stood there sometimes <laughs> for like 10 minutes just yeah, going just like rolling. and then you had this like complex where you're like oh this one's really good yeah and, and then you'd keep it and you're like okay i got a second one yeah <laughs> you're yeah. sitting at the slot machine you're going mm-hmm. yeah what am i doing in my life i have yeah. they got rid I of that problem. i have a but, wife and kids <laughs> <laughs> yes you just turned 10 when did that happen uh but that was weird like so i do appreciate the fact that iron banner is now the only time that that happens and the raise is i know you want to say <laughs> make the joke What's your, what's your favorite's name? Uh, Were you on his tenth oh, birthday? Oh God, Destin! Lies. Were you just like, oh, sorry, I missed your birthday, but look at this gun I got. Check out this sweet roll from. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Continue. Uh, but anyway, see, there's a bunch of good things I like about it. Iron Banner is really good. Trials is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the map rotation, having you know supremacy in that mix, and private matches. We haven't really talked about that. Yeah, that is one of those weird things where that's actually not a Rise of Iron update. That is a Destiny update right. that's available to all Destiny owners through Taken King. That right. was introduced before Rise of Iron's launch, so you yes. can't actually include it. That's true. With the launch of Rise of Iron, yeah, it, yeah. it was a very strange 
marketing decision for Bungie. Yeah. They well, they were smart. Yeah, they made it seem like it's a Rise of Iron update. Right, it's not a Rise of Iron update. Well, it's available to all players. Yeah, but they mm. made a strategic Current, decision yeah. to not make it exclusive because you're just going to yeah. really piss people off. They're already mad that the dailies yeah. and the weeklies and all that mm-hmm. is messed up. Um, that's a different discussion, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we do did, need to wrap it up today. We do need sure to wrap did. it up, but we all kind of one v one each other, and we didn't actually talk about it. Oh, it interesting! So that's oh. the show, everybody. Man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I saw you lagged out. I did. Uh, that was the first round. So that yeah. was the first round. Oh, there I, was another round. I'm so curious to hear how what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it was a Plan C Is Luna match. We did the Titans we Plan C. First plan C. It was really good. No. So I will say this. I, I did just edge you out by a few. It was it was the same mm-hmm. as yours. It was neck oh, and really? neck right up. I don't remember that mine being that <laughs> All right, let's just fast track this. All right. These two won one match against me. Okay, yeah, they won. They're just as good. And they won the match. If we and won, they're over though, here gloating I mean, it's about a ranking, so well, just as good as statistical an rules. Description. I, I wouldn't bet on one stat. I had so. to get a private match as a subtle transition in there. But I will say it was I super – booted up on this TV right now. We're finishing this. It was fun. And for that reason alone, uh, I'm, I'm really anticipating the next little bit because once some of these things start slowing down, like – you know, private matches and these custom game modes. We did it on the last play stream, and yeah. it, it is fun. And I definitely see that that's where the next phase of Destiny is going once people start getting into that and definitely. getting rid of some of this content. Definitely. So I hope you're happy with yourself. We got to <laughs> wrap it up real quick, Fran. What was my game winning kill again? I can't remember what move I used. <laughs> I actually don't remember your game winning oh, kill. Oh, you don't? I do. It was a shoulder charge. You did charge. That's, oh, all, we have. that's all we have time for this week, everybody. <laughs> Was that actually the last kill? Yeah, I, I was already you. so mad. I just have the screenshot yeah. where Destin's like, "Yeah." <laughs> Wait, were you my first one v one? Right, Destin. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, we were both on. We were both streaming. Right. Yeah, and we said, "Let's play." There was a sub. You got to give a shout out to the sub because I can't remember what mm. you were like. Oh, well, I'll, I'll I'll do it if there no, was no, a no. Sub it was part of uh, my crew I that I raided with. So I was supposed to play with Mikey. This is guy I play with as part of our crew. But Clickit is sitting there. Who you all heard his name by now. And he was, he was, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. So this is also why I was, yeah, forgetting about it. Because he stepped in while Mikey couldn't connect because it was having server problems. And that actually got me. I have a pretty huge reaction on camera on my Twitch stream. <laughs> Click jumped in there and yeah, the first thing he did, the first thing he did was shoulder charge. And I just didn't like even consider it. And I, he was, he was being super quiet and then out of no, just, and I was like, oh no, like got out of everything. And then he started trying to chase me. And then actually we were neck and neck for a while and he's really good. Mm-hmm. 1v1 changes the dynamic yeah. of, uh, of PvP. It's but, fun though. I will say like it, yeah. uh, it is fun. And, and even those it moments, it is fun beating for anyone. <laughs> right, Michael? Too, one, too. one. Also, match. let's let's play. Michael it, and I haven't played. It's so. a cool. It's a cool feeling because even knowing that you're on the mic listening and there's other people mm-hmm. tuning in, I love watching the stream about five right. seconds behind. You're like, oh, yeah. and everybody's reacting in the background. You yeah. hear Dustin, Dustin, and Fran just going. I did have <laughs> yeah. so quiet. Dude, I had one of the sickest plant C shots against Destin though that mm-hmm. I've ever had. Like, when I was trying to shoulder charge you. <laughs> no, no, you were like up on the ledge and oh, yes. Bannerfall, and you were pretty far away, and I was just I like tracking that. you, and I was surprised it hit you. You just melted, but um, some fun, some fun plays in that <laughs> game. We will have to cool. play again. Definitely good memories. Uh, we should wrap it up, you guys. Though, uh, thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, Guardians, Guardians out.
You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy. But how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled, or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.